Hello and welcome to the Wild Wonder Podcast. I am your host, Kristen Yorka, and today we have author and an intuitive life coach, Simone Kelly. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me back. Hi, it's great to have you. I'm missing your face. For those of you that don't know, Simone and I have known each other probably for over a decade now when we were in the theater scene. (laughs) It's probably at least 11 11 or 12 years, yeah. At least, at least. (laughs) Um, and it's been wonderful to see your career path. I mean, when we knew each other, you were, I believe you were just getting started in the intuitive life coaching scene. Mm-hmm. I was already a, a business and life coach, but I, the right. intuitive stuff didn't come to a, a little right around when I met you, probably like right. 2007. So maybe like 2009 or 10 is when I met you. And I remember yeah. around that time, like life coaching wasn't like a thing like it is now right no. so I remember you you handed me this questionnaire because I was struggling to like figure out my next career path and I look at it I'm like what I don't know the answer to any of these questions how am I supposed to answer any of this I don't know what I want <laughs> yeah but that's but, one of the things I like to do like to help you kind of you know think about what are you, what are your next steps what are your goals because a lot of times we, we don't have anybody to talk to to even talk about our own personal you know, goals. So, yeah, we absolutely don't. And I don't think we take enough time to really even stop to ask ourselves, like, what is it that I'm actually want wanting Mm -hmm. to do? Like we just get stuck on that treadmill of going and doing and continuing to produce. And we never stop to think, huh, maybe this isn't what I want to be doing. Maybe this isn't taking me toward where I want to go. Exactly. Which is why I wanted to talk to you today about writing as a magical practice and journaling that anyone could do. So I'd love to know how you got started writing. I know you have a few books out currently, um, but when did you know that you wanted to be a writer and you actually put like pen to paper? Um, my very first book was actually a coloring book and short story book in third grade. So wow. I've always been a very creative person. I, was, I grew up as an only child. Um, so I have two brothers, but half brothers. But um, <laughs> so I technically I had to entertain myself most of the time. Right. So it really didn't even start on paper. It started with storytelling on tape recorders. So I was literally producing shows on a tape recorder with me and my friends. And I was like, you know, doing different voices, telling them what to do. This is what <laughs> so my friends joke around now. They say, you were always a producer, a director back since you was 10 years old. Um, you know, so um, that's how it started. And then as a, I used to draw really well as a kid. My, mm-hmm. my dad is a, was an architect. So I, I learned. Yeah, he, he used to draw really well. So he taught me a lot. So um, I used to make coloring books. And that was one of my very first entrepreneurial adventures <laughs> you sold them yeah in third grade under the table i was i was in the back like come on guys come on way to go <laughs> Ten cents <a> book. <laughs> <laughs> so um that's how it started you know like the unofficial way and then in my i guess i would say in my late my mid to late 20s is when i started um writing poetry more and then writing short stories and my very first short story was probably too, it was too long to be a short story, too short to be a short story, something like that. And I had a bunch of friends read it and they were like, well, where's the rest? Where's the rest? We, we need more. Like, you know, people were reading mm-hmm. it at work, <laughs> pretending they were working. And right. um, that book was called At Second Glance. And that book um, is actually my first self-published fiction book. What year was that? 2003, when okay. it officially published. I actually finished it in like 1998. Um, I wrote in my mm-hmm. 20s, like I said. But um, officially, you know, got it out myself in 2003. 2005 um, is when I did Jack of All Trades, Master of None. Um, and that's a nonfiction book. That was my first, like, business book, um, personal growth slash business marketing book mm-hmm. um, to help people. 
kind of set goals similar to the stuff we're doing. It had a lot of journal prompts in there um, that we're going to talk about today. So yeah, so that's how it all started. Um, but I'll let you continue. I don't want to talk. No, talk no, go that. ahead. I think it's fascinating. I'm curious as an intuitive life coach, I know you've probably come across people that would love to write a book, but there's something blocking them. What do you think keeps most people from actually doing the work? Um, a couple of things. One would be fear of, of, of being judged. Um, cause some people have such great stories, but they're like, Oh, I don't want anybody to know my real story. I might change it, make it into fiction. Like nobody's going to know, you know, <laughs> um, or just not knowing the craft well enough and feeling insecure about it, which at the end of the day, there's so many classes. I mean, when I got started, we didn't have YouTube and now I'm like on YouTube all day, YouTube university. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I went, I joined workshops, I joined writers groups. You have to mm -hmm. just be exposed to it. You have to, you know, honor the craft and learn and, and, you know, teach yourself as much as possible. That's one of the things I think holds people back. Another thing is um, just pure <laughs> typical procrastination of, of, I guess, laziness and just making excuses. You know, there's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a habit you have to create. Like, it's even hard for me to still write, but I, I force myself, okay, I have to write X amount of words per day or, you know, um, at least five days a week I try to write. And when you have a book deal, trust me, you got deadlines. So there's no yeah. playing around. <laughs> I mean, it does feel daunting, though, because the way I mean, I'm, I'll speak from personal experience. I'm like, I want to write this book. And in my brain, it's like, oh, my gosh, but that seems like this monstrous task. Right. right. And can I really dedicate that much time to see it through? Because when you're writing, unless you have a book deal, you're writing in hopes that eventually you'll get paid. But those hours right. that you're spent writing, you're not getting paid. So it's well, kind of that kind I of. I tell people all the time, um, you want to write as if, you know, it doesn't matter. You're not looking to get paid at the end of the day because you're not going to be a millionaire necessarily from being a writer. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want to say that. But, you know, like because writing is, I could tell people it's, it's your brochure. So your book is your brochure to sell, upsell something else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So people that have read my books are like, hey, you got, do you know anybody like Jacques? And I'm like, I'm like Jacques, you know, like one of my characters. <laughs> and then I end up getting clients from it. So I've had clients and students that read my books that are fiction. Um, so it's really just, you know, having... Breaking up the book into little pieces too. So I tell people to start a blog, start a start a blog, write an article every couple of weeks. Before you, in three months, you'll have a, a mini book or ebook. You know what I mean? Right. So you just got to break things up into baby steps versus thinking, oh God, I got to write this, you know, thousand page book <laughs> all in one day. Yeah, you yeah. have to have it all figured out. Yeah. But but going back to your book specifically, I remember when you were writing, I believe, fifteen forty four that you wanted, you interviewed me about um, intuition and being able to, uh, when you're dreaming, be able to see another person's life or step into their role. I think that was the conversation. Oh, we talked, I, I didn't even remember that. Oh my God. I didn't remember that we, right? that was, um, was that related to um, out-of-body experience? Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so we were talking question? about that. Hmm? Oh, no, I was saying, what was the question? I, that when you put, you actually put a lot of your like metaphysical and intuitive knowledge into your books. And I think that's what makes people then reach out to you for your other courses. Right. I just wanted to clarify that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what made you want to like um, write in this way and kind of this mystical, magical way? Well, you know what? They tell you to write what you know at the end of the day when you're a writer. And this is what I know. I mean, like the stuff that seems mystical and magical to a lot of people is real life. <laughs> the stuff yeah. is really going on. You know, I might, I might fluff it up a little, you know, make it more fun. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, because I'm intuitive, because I teach classes on intu intuition, I hear uh, loads of stories 
Um, so I can put people in my books and change their names, right? Um, right. and I really like to, I really like to write about these topics so that people are, are, their minds are open, you know, to help demystify the whole concept of being intuitive or, you know, that it's not all scary, witchy, you know, evil stuff. <laughs> A lot of times these are gifts that all of us have, but we just discount and we ignore them, you know? So, um, that's why I like writing about it, you know, because it educates people. Yeah. Right. And just to give some description or some color to what we're talking about, do you mind giving the kind of abridged version of what 1544 is about. Sure. 1544 is right here. <laughs> <laughs> How um, strange. You just had it there? Yeah, it was just waiting to <laughs> be about, you know. Um, so basically, um, this book is about a father and daughter with supernatural abilities. The father actually was a sperm donor back in his 20s, and his daughter, Journey, um, came looking for him at 22. And... Um, it just kind of shows how when you have powers, sometimes you don't use them for good all the time. Mm. Um, so that's why the tagline is, Daddy's little girl isn't who she claims to be. Um, oh. So there's a lot of um, suspense, drama. They're calling it a psychic thriller or a psychological thriller. Um, there's also always juicy sex in my book, so you can guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I have you know life lessons and teaching you about personal growth and, de and development. So I always read that in my books. Not, not all the time. So. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been a bestseller. I, this is my first time having an audio book. So I was very excited. Oh. Yeah. And is um, it out now or does it come out soon? The audio book? Yeah, it's all Everything's out. out. Yeah. Okay. E book, audio book, paperback. Very cool. Did you yeah. have it? Did you have your hands in the audio no. portion? Unfortunately, of it? No. That's the downside of being a, 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 with a major publisher. You don't have much say when it comes to that. They actually work with another company that picks okay. the, the um, actors. Um, that's why I tell people all the time to self-publish because you need to experience both worlds if you want to be in the traditional publishing. Because at the end of the day, when you get a publishing deal with a major, you're still going to be doing the same work. So <laughs> you just might not have as much stay with the cover. Like I had some stay with my cover, but not 100% like what I would want. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, they, they base it on sales and they base it on, um, me, I should say, the sales department. So sometimes they might say, oh, well, well um, Barnes & Nobles love this cover. So that's mm -hmm. nice. Whatever you like is cute, but we, Walmart likes this cover better. <laughs> right. So they know the big the big buyers, so they're gonna try to please them. You know what I mean? So it's, it's right, at the end, right. they still business. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Going back to the craft of writing, though, how does the actual process of writing feel for you? Woo! When I'm writing, I don't want nobody to bother me. I'm in my own little zone. I'm literally like in another planet. I'm like in another dimension. Mm -hmm. I. Because I tell people writing is like playing dolls on paper. Like it's literally like coming up with your own little yeah. <laughs> imagination totally. and, and, and making up your own little world. And um, I love it. It's just, it, it gives me, I get, I get goosebumps just talking about it. Like I, it just gives me so much joy um, to be creative. And I love the process of not just the writing, but also the research part, like mm -hmm. finding out things and interviewing people. Like it kind of helps pull everything together. Um, yeah. But yeah, for me, I remember, I, I like, remember when you were trying to look for like um, different kinds of murders. You're like, the FBI is going to come to my door because they're going to be wondering why I keep searching for these different ways to searching? Yeah, why? I said if anybody looks at my my um, my Google, they think I was a psycho. Um, <laughs> like, how do you cut off a hand? <laughs> what happens when you cut when somebody slices you in the throat? Like, I have to type in. It's crazy. And the sad part is the videos that come up are pretty frightening because sometimes there's real stuff that's like yeah. terrorist stuff. And it's like, ooh, like, so I know they, they're watching me. I know FBI watching me. 
<laughs> you guys don't have to worry about anything. I'm not going to really do it. It's all on paper. Just research. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? The re <laughs> the re that you really enjoy the research for research. Yeah, like recently I'm, I had to interview doctors. Um, and it's so cool because my network is so vast. I forget who, who I know. Like one of my girlfriends said, girl, call um, Sabelle. One of my homegirls from, from high school is a doctor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, how do you call Sabelle? And then I had to need a detective. One of my friend's husbands is a, is a retired homicide detective. So I'm like, this is easy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I put a post up on Facebook, hey, I need this. And then somebody sends me the person. So um, another reason why I tell uh, authors networking is key. You have to network. You can't just be locked up in your little library all day. <laughs> oh, but all, all us introvert writers hate that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you can you can talk to people on the internet. You don't got to talk to them. <laughs> you know, research is, is important, but it's it's nice to get you know get not just Google um, articles, but to actually talk to people. No, and get actually, one of my favorite things, and I'm more of a journalist than a creative writer so okay. far. But okay. um, what I love, is, I always tell my daughter, it's like the writer card. Like I walk into places, I'm like, writer, and they don't even check me for anything. <laughs> you know, because I have to go ask questions. You can ask questions, and I walk like, I'm press. <laughs> you got your press badge, you're like, let me in. <laughs> let me in. I have questions to ask and people to meet. Um, but that's one of my favorite parts, too, is just like no day is the same. And I'm sure mm -hmm. it feels the same for you because. I'm always exploring and kind of getting into the world of another person, just like right. I do on this podcast. And that's right. the most fun. No, you know, what? going to the metaphysical, what I love about when I write, that I manifest stuff. Like, mm. literally, like, if I'm writing about, like, my, my book, Like a Final War, which you read, I was writing about a character that was French and Moroccan. And I can't, I, everybody I kept meeting was French and Moroccan. I'd be at a party. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, you have a nice accent. Where are you from? Oh, I'm Moroccan and my father's French. I'm like, oh. And I'm in yoga and then my, the, the teacher's my, <laughs> Moroccan and French. And I'm like, what are the odds that, you know, this happens <laughs> right. all the time? So little, little joke. This um, character in this book is J Jamaican and Cuban. Hmm. Um, and my boyfriend is Jamaican, Cuban, and Puerto Rican. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. And wait, yeah. you wrote it first? And I know. I had the idea for the book from twenty, probably twenty eighteen. Uh -huh. And I, but I met him a year and a half ago, and, oh, we, wow. and I was like, my friend's like, oh, you manifested the guy in the book. <laughs> but yeah, go figure. <laughs> but um, a, a lot of other things happen. Like this, this things just start to happen it's because you know when you're in the zone, in a sense, mm -hmm. you know. You start to manifest things um, and pay attention to things more. But um, yeah, that's what I really love about writing too. You just gotta be careful what you write. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I was gonna say like we have to put a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have friends that are like, girl, write about me winning the lotto. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say, give me a help. Yeah, right. Help me manifest. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a process, and I like to write old school. I like to write with a pen. Oh paper. yeah, me too. There's something yeah. physical that just it changes everything. Yep. To but be the able trick to put now, pen to paper. The hmm. trick now that saved me many hours is now after I write it, now I dictate it. So smart. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I clean it up because you know it never understands yeah. my New York accent. <laughs> or anyone's accent really. <laughs> no right. But going back to that manifestation, do you think uh, journaling or writing in general, but specifically journaling, plays a part in manifesting? A hundred percent. Journaling is one of the all my my clients that are watching this know that I always tell them they need to journal. 
Um, especially mm. those with the throat chakras that are blocked. <laughs> you can you can get things out with journaling um, and communicate communicate with yourself a lot more. But manifesting things, um, one of the things I've done and one of the tricks I've done, I got it from this book called "Excuse Me, Your Life Is Waiting." Mm. Um, write it down. Excuse me, your life is waiting. The best book you ever read. It'll be in the show notes. Um, sure. <laughs> the author is um, Lynn Grabhorn. All my clients know. I tell them to get this book. There's a uh, and I think and honestly, she this woman I found out years later wrote this book based on Abraham Hicks. Oh yeah. Um, what they okay. do. So the concept is to journal about something. They call it scripting. Journal mm-hmm. journal about something as if it's already happening or it already happened versus, oh, I hope I get a boyfriend. I hope I get this job. You know, writing about, like, oh, my job is the best. I love my, support my, my clients. And, I, you know, writing about things as if it already happened. My mm-hmm. f- very first book um, that I, that um, the business book, Jack of All Trades, My Stuff and None, I, I scripted about how it was going to be a full house on my book signing. I was going to be sold out of books. It was going to be amazing, da, 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 da. And it was going to be at Barnes & Noble's. Um, and this is 2005. It was kind of hard to get your book into a bookstore like that, and I didn't have an agent or anything. And um, lo and behold, my first book signing was in the Bronx at Barnes and Nobles, which is no longer wow. they closed it. But <laughs> but they, I saw my face on, the, and I still have it. Um, I still have that poster of my pic, my book cover that says today's writer, featured writer, you know. And it was on the wow. hanging on the How door. did that feel? It was the best feeling ever, and it was a full house, standing room. Yeah. Like I was teaching a workshop too that went along with the book. But it was like magical. I, I was like, wait a minute, I wrote about this three months ago. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. I tell people to always journal. Like, and also to get things off your chest. Um, you don't have to actually put it in your journal. Write it on a piece of paper. Like, let's say you're mad at somebody, you know, saves you from going to jail. Um, yeah. <laughs> write a letter to them. But, you know, go crazy. Go go off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got to cuss, cuss, do whatever. Get it off your chest and then rip it up, flush it on the toilet. You can burn it if you want. Just don't burn the house down, but get it off your chest because um, yeah. it works like magic. Yeah, it does. It also, it's. I just recently started journaling, which I know is lame because I should be journaling this whole time. But <laughs> it's okay. Um, I just it's started like three weeks ago, and I noticed that I was able to reframe a lot of the situations, like things I thought I was really upset about or really upset with someone else. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not upset with them. I'm upset with me. I'm mad at me for not doing that thing I wanted to do. And I'm projecting onto this person all this, all these feelings that I don't want to deal with. That I, I realized a lot. Right. The other thing I realized in journaling is that I felt just so much better, even if my journaling made zero sense whatsoever. <laughs> even if it was just like, rambling. I this and I ate this and it really felt good when I did this. It's just random thoughts. Even after that, it felt like, it wasn't things circling in my mind anymore. I felt really yeah. present. The it's getting things off. It's kind of like a brain dump, but it's also yeah, yeah. connecting with yourself because a lot of times we're walking around either angry about something, miserable, or in a bad mood, and sometimes we don't even know what it is what, until we journal. Then we're like, oh, that's what's pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of connect from it. And and I like how you said reframing, like coming up with a life lesson, like, okay, this happened, now what do I do about it? And what did I learn right. from the situation versus being what was me you know, state of mind all the time, you know? Yeah, I think the other lesson I learned was a lot of the things I think I'm ru- ruminating on and a lot of the things I think are upsetting me throughout the day aren't the things I'm writing down. So I had to question, am I really upset about them or <laughs> is it just a habit or it's just been mm. in my brain so long that I continue to think about the same thing even though it doesn't even vaguely affect me anymore. Right, right. You know, can I let that go? Right. And do you, because another issue I notice people don't like to journal because they think somebody's going to find it. 
I know a lot of people like that. Nah, oh, yeah. I, I think I, for me anyway, I think I'm an open book. I think anything in that book, nobody would be surprised to know. <laughs> I, I, I read the article you wrote about journaling, which we'll talk about. Okay. And one of the things you mentioned is that you could write a letter to a person and then not give it to them or not mail it. Don't. I'm totally the person that will mail and give them the letter. No. Like, you could interview any guy I've ever dated and they for sure have received a letter. <laughs> About my thoughts. Dear John letter. Yeah. Oh, but, that's funny. I don't do that anymore. I think I could okay. do without that whole karmic link. But <laughs> I thought it was funny when I read it. I was like, oh, don't send the letter. I yeah, exactly. Five years ago, but I don't know. At the time, it worked. No, what I can mention. Huh? Go ahead. I, thought, I would like to add that when I do women's retreats, I have a retreat called um, Soul Healing, um, and in that retreat, we talk about relationships, we talk about um, energy and how it affects you, you know, your chakras. And one of the exercises in the retreat is to write a letter to somebody that hurt you, and it could have been somebody that died twenty years ago. You know, it could have been it could yeah. be somebody that's in your life now. And every time when I, when people do this, I mean, they're in tears. Everybody's writing. We have music on. But when it's time to burn the letters, it, they look like they lost like 20 pounds. Everybody looks relieved. Oh. Like, like they just, you know, because we all stand in the backyard and watch it burn. And this is like, it's very healing. So mm -hmm. when I do the testimonial video and I ask, well, so what was your favorite part of the retreat? They're like, let me burn the letters. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody turns into pyromaniacs. Right. Right. Big grown women, they, they 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 love it. They love it because it really does. It, it makes it makes you feel closure and have closure in a sense, you know. Um, but like I said, if you don't want to burn the house down, flush it on the toilet. Yeah. I think it's not with these Miami pipes. We don't. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, don't I was also thinking how women, especially, we carry these stories with us, humans in general. But I think most of your clients are women, as well mm -hmm. as I've worked mostly with women. Mm -hmm. is we carry all these stories with us because we feel like we're either not strong enough to deal with them or if we deal with them, we're going to crumble and die. And I think it's also a relief to finally address it and right. get it out and burn it once and for all yep. instead of continuing to carry all this baggage. Right. Well, that, I use I have this little saying that I say a lot of people, they don't think that they've, they're holding on to it. They think, oh, I don't care about that person or I don't care about that situation. I let it go. And I say, yeah, you dusted it under the rug, but that rug mm. is lumpy now. Because yeah. <laughs> you didn't really so deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you think you have closure, but you don't have closure, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Let's tweet that. <laughs> oh, give me my quote. You think it's under the rug, but the rug is all lumpy now. I like that. <laughs> it's still lumpy. Yeah. Still lumpy. Yeah, I mean, I see that all the time. But what are some other tips that were mentioned, that oh, you mentioned yeah. in this article or that you have for our sure. audience? Um, well, I, I always say to make make it a, a daily habit. Most of us know our, our you know, our times that we're, we're the best. I recommend the morning no matter what, though, because it's a great way to start the day and set the yeah. intention for the day. Um, but some people like doing it at night. It's up to you how you whenever you can squeeze it in. But definitely make it a daily habit, just like you brush your teeth and take a bath. Hopefully you do mm. that every day. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Um, if not, here's a tip: brush your teeth and take a bath. <laughs> Add flossing to that too, right? While you're yeah. at it. <laughs> so, um, ways you can do it. I'll give you examples that are, that are in the in the book. Because mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of people um, avoid journaling because they think it's just going to be like a bitch session, like complaining. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be that. It could be also be setting the intention for the day. Like, what are the things I want to accomplish? You can add your to-do list in there if you need to. You know, it's, yeah, again, yeah. it's just connecting with. Okay. 
brain dumping. What am I working on today? How do I want to feel? Um, you can have affirmations in there, you know, write it over and over and over again. Um, I have in here um, talking about how do you feel? What's bothering you? What are you proud of? Um, and some affirmations I like are I'm happy and grateful for and make a list. Um, just kind of getting into the zone of, okay, what am I, what's really working in my life right now? What's not working in my life and what can I do to improve it? Because at the end of the day, we can life coach ourselves sometimes. You know, I'm not trying to, you're still kind of me, but you know, <laughs> a lot of times we know what the issue is. You, need, you just need a coach to hold you accountable. That's what yeah, the exactly. A push. We, we, know, we know what the issues are nine times out of ten. Um, so I have a, another one I like is anything I want is attainable because I own my power. That's my, my tagline for my company mm -hmm. too. But um, if you write things over and over again, kind of getting into the zone, it's like tricking yourself in a sense, but it helps mm -hmm. put you in a good mood. Um, another one people love is money flows to me easily. Or, you know, I attract money. I'm an attraction magnet. You know, if you have money issues, you can work on doing that. Um, yeah, so the you want to talk about the benefits of journaling? Well, I'd like to go back. So you could either use for those that are having a hard time getting started journaling. And mm -hmm. I just want to say from personal experience, I thought I was going to be like, oh, I have to write all these pages in the morning. It's going to be so boring. <laughs> and I kind of challenged myself to three pages a morning. And I actually have found that I've gone way over. Look at that. Like, like four, five, six pages, and I'm like, oh, like it's the last one, and I don't want to stop. But for those that really have difficulty in staring at a blank page, I think what you're saying is absolutely correct to prompt yourself with some right. of these questions, maybe, or just by writing over and over again these affirmations. Yep, it gets you in the mood. Um, yeah, because I say it could be 10 minutes. It doesn't have to take that long to journal. You don't have to write a book. And and get out your head that, oh, somebody's going to find it. I have to write perfect grandma. Like, give me a break. Some people are very, like, anal like that, that, that they try to make yeah. it so perfect. I guess they think they're going to be like Anne Frank or something. Somebody's going to find it in a pile. <laughs> I actually <laughs> had that thought this morning. <laughs> what you I say? actually had that thought. I woke up I after I, I journaled. I was like, if I died today, like, they would find this journal, and this is this is what my child has left. This <laughs> this is my legacy. This is my legacy here. I'm complaining about laundry or something. <laughs> but then I comforted myself because nobody could read my handwriting, so it's kind of right. Like, you're, you're safe. That's, that's, yeah, you're already safe. There. You got your code. <laughs> your, your encryption. Is your handwriting. Hieroglyphics. Nobody can decipher. Exactly. Um, but beyond the, like being able to like just dump it out into the pa page, what are some other benefits of journaling in this way? Um, I always say it's free therapy mm. um, because it helps you connect with yourself, helps you get clear, kind of sort things out. Um, especially, it helps save some of your friends from hearing you complain every five minutes. <laughs> you know, because sometimes people don't realize, even though yeah, friends are, are there to help and comfort, but sometimes it can be redundant and it's it can be you know draining to them. You know, so. You want to, it's kind of having a little common courtesy with seeing what's, what things you can work on yourself, you know. Um, another thing is it helps you think through, through solutions. Think through, think, think through all the, you know, come up with solutions for certain things. Like I said, making that list of what's not working in my life. Okay, what's not working now? I mean, I'm, I'm overweight 20 pounds. Okay, what can I start doing to get mm -hmm. back to the weight that I want to be? Um, some, maybe I hate my job. Okay, what can I do to improve looking at my job in a different light? And then start looking for a new job, maybe. <laughs> well, it's, it's building what you're speaking to is building that awareness, which a lot of us are missing. I mm -hmm. think for women, especially, maybe they've never been asked, like, what do you, what is it, do you want? Like, what exactly. do you want? Exactly. So they've gone along with these lives that kind of the world has told them that they should want, and mm -hmm. then they're stuck in this scenario where, like, uh, nothing's working. But 
they haven't given him the, the space to really figure that out. The, the other benefit, too, like I tell people, it's, it's a great me time. It also helps you calm you some, and most times. And I look back at sometimes in my journaling, and even when I just write my fiction books, like, mm-hmm. I wrote that? Like, you know, like, wow, yeah. like, you know, because you're in the meditative state, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're kind of flowing, so maybe it ain't you writing this. The spirit guy's helping you. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's a great way to, like, get in the, like, get in the zone, like I say, um, to really connect. But, yeah, I... I highly recommend it all the time because I know a lot of people that, and, and men too, don't just say women, men need to journal too. Mm. Um, and that's why yeah. I said it's, it's very sexy when a man journals and he shows yeah. his connect, connection with himself, you know? Absolutely. Because it is like the word journaling, it makes me think of like Judy Bloom, right? Like, a, yeah, little, like girl, a little girl, 12 years old, writing her journal, <laughs> which I think you mentioned in the post. Yes, I did. I <laughs> but... <laughs> But it is so much more than that. Like, it does have all these beautiful benefits. Right. That can really change your life. Yeah. My my mom found my one of my journals when I was young, but, but that kind of traumatized me for a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, good thing I wasn't really doing anything, but my friends were, and I was writing about what they were doing. <laughs> we, we all got in trouble. <laughs> I had some great journals as a child, like, yeah. because you have that kind of time to, like, press flowers into the yeah. pages and like cut out concert uh, like tickets and doodle right that was the best yeah but um yeah the the locks don't work kids girl girls (laughs) those those little locks they put on (laughs) i I actually did that with a paper clip the other day to my daughter's little lock because she asked me to because she was locked out and she's like she's like how do you do that (laughs) i'm a genius yeah that's a secret um yeah but the other thing is kind of making your, your journaling time sacred, like have a favorite pen, your favorite notebook. It doesn't have to be like a fancy notebook. It could be literally like a regular spiral, you know, notebook. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's nice to have a nice notebook that represents you and mm-hmm. that you can kind of go to um, every day. And it makes it makes it more fun, like a part of your, your spiritual ritual every morning, you know. Yeah, almost like spiritual hygiene. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Brushing like your that. spiritual oh. teeth. I like, like <laughs> We need to put that on a, in a, tw- a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> your spiritual your spiritual teeth oh my goodness yeah yeah so anything else that journaling could help someone that maybe has never journaled before um i would say just to try it give yourself a challenge um maybe for like seven days and see how different you feel because i have a lot of student students and clients that i tell them you know try to meditate first hmm. and then journal and that way you're kind of like already calm and relaxed and even though meditation might be in, in, you know, intimidating for some people, go on YouTube. They got plenty of guided meditations. Five minutes, two minutes, yeah. ten minutes. <laughs> so find or a meditation. insight timer on the phone. I really like to. Yeah, but some people can't quiet their mind enough, and if they they, they oh. start, they think that they have to be quiet. It doesn't have to be one hundred percent quiet, yeah. but you know, people always are intimidated by by meditation. So I tell them go to YouTube, meditate, mm-hmm. and then journal, and then you know, start with what's working in my life, what's not working in my life. That's real easy. Um, mm-hmm. Or start with what you're what you're grateful for, making your list of what you're grateful for, and it sh- it'll shift your mood like that, if, especially if you're in a bad mood. But it's, it always starts your day off like you know in a good way where you feel happy and you know ground and grounded. It's a great way to connect with yourself, you know. So I just say give yourself a challenge, seven day challenge, and uh, maybe ten minutes a day. Start off with that, and I like how you said a three day three pages. You know, say, hey, I'm going to do it for one page. You know, you don't got to give it so many pages at first, but, you know, just get into the groove of it. And then after a while, you're going to feel weird when you don't when you don't journal. Oh, yeah. It's only been three weeks and already I'm like, where's my journal? I didn't wake up <laughs> to, like, 
I write. I start writing right when I wake up. Like I'm barely out of bed. I just lift my pillow a little and like start writing. Oh, good. Definitely illegible, but it's because I'm right. laying down trying to write. But it you probably remember your dreams then more too. If you have oh writing yeah, I've been having the wildest dreams since I started writing too. Like I remember everything. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people to write not. their dreams down and not not in their phone, but if you have a notebook right by your mm -hmm. bed, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. It helps actually writing down the dreams. Maybe this is a thing to add to the journaling. When I wake up and I feel like it's so vivid that I add my dreams to this journaling session, it actually gives a couple of like clues to like my inner psyche. Like, mm -hmm. oh, that was weird. Why was all that water in my dream? And my like, what? How is that tied to my emotional state Your right life. now? I kind of yeah. like start a little investigation. Yep. Go on. Go to Google and search it up. Yeah. Water represents your life. Yeah, that's oh. a that's a really really uh, that's a common one. Water and um, what's another one I always hear about? Um, I think water is the number one. I'm thinking it's another one, but I can't remember right now. But when I hear like the water's murky, it's like oh I can't get through it. That means you, you know, something in your life is probably holding you back. Oh, dry, um, traveling, like mm. anything with transportation on the car, in a car, in a plane. You know, depending on how that transportation went, can be related to mm -hmm. what's going on in your life. So. But yeah, journaling. We'll have to do a whole nother episode. It's a whole nother show. Dream yeah. journaling um, <laughs> for today. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, your post about how exactly to get started and what prompts you can use. Great. Um, I also want to let everyone know that you'll be having a podcast, starting a podcast soon for, oh, yeah. Yeah. for a book. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, I already have, um, it's called Own Your Power, the Own Your Power Radio Network. Um, and we just celebrate our ninth year. Um, yeah, even through, through COVID, we still kept it going. So we're starting a new series. Um, we have different shows. It's not just one show. So, um, but Own Your Power Lifestyle Show is my show that I that I interview people. Um, which I need to have you on next. <laughs> and um, then we're starting a, a separate show um, related to a book that I wrote called At Second Glance, the book I mentioned. Ironically, I wish I had it in front of me. The very first chapter starts off with Storm Gallagher, the main character, writing in her journal. Ah. Yeah, she's on a cruise ship writing. Yeah, look look at that tie-in. How magical is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that is going to be like a, almost like think of it like a um an audible, like you know, an audio book, mm -hmm. but it'll be episode, episodic. So like you know, it'll be different episodes. And I got voice actors. It's not just me reading. So <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, we cool. recorded a few episodes already, so I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, that should be a lot of fun. I I have watched a couple of like the little skits and stuff you've done before on YouTube. Yeah. With actors, it's it's awesome. Oh, thank so, you. See, that's that's the tape recorder coming full circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always think about that too. This is like, another good podcast episode of like all these things we do when we're a kid and how mm -hmm. they kind of become different as adult. Like we're still kind of doing the same thing, just yeah, in a but it comes back full circle. Yeah. Yeah. That's very but that cool. just goes that goes to show that usually as, as children we already know what our calling is, but then we get sidetracked because we need to get a real job. <laughs> yes, totally. Totally. Yeah. I, I always get stuck in that. I was like, well, because especially if you have a job like as a writer or a yoga teacher or anything like that, you get so much. You're inundated with people constantly asking you what your job is, and you're like, I'm a writer, and they're like, No, no, no. What's your real job? And I'm like. I <laughs> writer like i don't know about you but i constantly question myself like don't i have a real job i thought i had a job <laughs> it's a career it's not a job yeah it's a career. 
can't tell you the number of times that's happened to me with like, oh, I'm, I teach yoga, and they're like, yeah, 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 but what do you do for? What do you really do? Really, I never with yoga they do that. Wow. Yeah, that's my job. They yep. think it's like a side, just this little side hustle. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, that's what I do. But it was so lovely having you again. Um, I hope to see you soon. Where can folks, listeners, find you um, other than this podcast? Well, thanks for having me for, again. I'm, I'm glad I must be doing something good to get welcome back. Uh, and people <laughs> can find me on Own Your Power um, on, on my website, ownyourpower.biz. Um, mm-hmm. And also um, on social media, I'm at Own Your Power on Instagram and um, Own Your Power Now on TikTok. So, <laughs> so yeah, you can find me on all those places. And, okay, oh, and, we'll put and it- Own Your Power TV on YouTube. Oh, right. Okay, we'll put all of that on the show notes, including a link to the post about journaling. Okay. Um, but thanks again. I want you to stay on the call after I say bye to all of our listeners because okay. I have a crazy dream I want to tell you about. Okay. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. Thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> bye.